hello everyone. Welcome to Struggle Session. I'm Third. I'm Jack Allison. And you know it's Struggle Session. We're we're very proud of the work we do here. We do oh, yeah. some brave and important stuff there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were the people who told you first that Star Wars was dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were the first people to say that. Um, no one else said it. No one else was brave enough to say it. Yeah. Uh, people are we were still the ones, too scared. Yeah. We were the ones. Well, technically, I was the one who said the Joker movie would be really good, mm-hmm. um, which was and left us too. And that was very brave of me. I don't know what Jack was saying at that time, but uh, uh, what the fuck? I, I was <laughs> saying that I, you know, and I and I actually stand by what I said, which is uh, uh, that everyone was being a little bit ridiculous and should know better than participating in a moral panic. And that, you know, Todd yeah. Phillips sucks. Yeah, kind of, kind of a centrist position, I have to say. On the Joker? <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, but we've, we've been very proud of the work in. We've been proud of the accolades we've gotten. Um, on this tour, uh, we have a recent tour we did with Bug Me. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a very special moment in the Cleveland Park where someone said that Struggle Session was the voice of the voiceless. The people who speak for the people who cannot speak for themselves. And in that proud tradition of all these brave things we're doing, we're doing the mm-hmm. same thing because we have a voice today on the line that has been banned, temporarily suspended, yeah. actually, um, just for the next 12 hours. Wow. Uh, from Twitter. Uh, she's a writer. You can read her work in uh, Current Affairs. Jaya Sundarish. Thank you so much for joining yeah. us. Hi. Hi, guys. It's, it's a real pleasure to be here. Yeah, I've been unfairly censored by the algorithm. I'm like, as my friend put it, I'm like uh, Sarah Connor from an incredibly stupid future. <laughs> um, yeah, basically <laughs> what happened was, uh, what had happened was, uh, I um, I tweeted uh, a joke that was semi-genocidal. Semi. Only semi. Sure. I, I, said, I said drown white men. <laughs> well, and... <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, you know, it's not the worst thing that you can say. And no. to it's and, not. and to be clear, you know, as we are all except for Jack uh survivor survivors of colonialism, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily a bad thing to say. I think it's you know, hey, you know, like, well, like you know, Warren, the, my mom said that I have some Native American too, because we're oh, all okay, so you can say it too. Okay. So I, I, it too. I can also claim that. But I wouldn't, and I don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jack's better than us. Um, yeah, we. Uh, I probably shouldn't have said what I said. I feel kind of bad because you know, I don't know why I feel bad. I admit it's the incipient liberalism mm. in me. Um, I, <laughs> I feel, I feel, I've, I. Anyway, the point is, I miss my Twitter account. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm back in twelve hours, uh, maybe like ten and a half hours now. And uh, I'm my first action is going to be posting a poll that says, did you? Miss me? <laughs> and uh, I'm a little scared for who's going to say you were gone. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that is it is kind of uh, funny because you are a journalist, a writer. So you kind of have to be on this website right. in order to do your job. It's literally it's actually been really bad. Yeah. Um, I've had like articles come out. I've had interviews come out and i can't promote them and i'm like oh god i really have to be careful in the future because my professional livelihood is tied to me not saying stupid mm. things on the internet so what a what a uh, horrible yeah. position to be in <laughs> awful i mean my you know mine is too but i i uh, i choose posting 
over having, <laughs> having a, a, a healthy life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, honestly, so do I. Um, I spend I spend far too much time on on the uh, on, on yeah, the it's Twitter. awful. Yeah. But how? So how does it feel? I mean, I I should ask again. You know, do you think this would be an effective punishment for the president of the United States, as Kamala Harris, uh, uh, in her sort of newly reformed campaign, uh, uh, seems to be solely focused on? Um, What does it feel like to be suspended? I mean, it sucks. I've been annoying my friends and family uh, on Facebook. So hold on a second. With my hot takes. You're saying that you, you know, in being banned from Twitter, you are like, you know, you're you're contacting people more on Facebook. You're sort of doing more stuff outside in in the outside world. I would say better to keep Trump on Twitter. You know what I mean? Who knows what the fuck he'll be doing (laughs) if he can't be posting from the toilet. That's an awful thing to to do. Why take away golf or Twitter? Keep him away from all the various large red buttons, you know, that he has access to. Exactly. Exactly. He should he should be amused by the less important yeah. things uh, in life. Yeah. So for the people who don't know what we're talking about, because you did yourself the service of not watching uh, the recent Democratic debate. Wow. I made this mistake of uh, tuning in uh, for a bit of it. I did get to get to see the bit where Kamala Harris, who is running to be the president of the United States, the <laughs> president like the whole damn country yeah. um, made her big stand and her big moment and her big thing, her big appeal to voters to get these people to come out and vote for her was to say she wants to get Donald Trump banned, banned from Twitter. And that's just like one example of what like a complete another farce these debates are <laughs> and why I hate them yeah. so goddamn much. I only was able to watch so much of this because they had gotten – most of the clowns have already left. There's still a few. Well, they like, keep springing around. back up. They like the they spring the some. There were less people in like the what is this like the fourth debate or something like that. Like there were less people in the last debate than there were in this debate. Yeah, which was weird. But yeah, I was there were twelve people on stage. Yeah, yeah. made no sense. But it wasn't as bad. They didn't have to do two nights, thank God. Um, <laughs> of it. But yeah, and my girl wasn't on stage. Uh, Marianne. Oh, Marianne. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to see her crazy voo-voo <laughs> bullshit. I, I was excited. Frankly, for me, I'm like, you know, the the debates, the TV debates are so clearly just fucking stupid. Like, they're like pageant reality television. They're so clearly not any any actual real part of politics. So I kind of agree. I'm like... Throw Marianne in, make these big TV events. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, make these sort of like the humiliation process that everyone who could possibly be president has to go through, uh, uh, so we can keep using that footage to make fun of them in the future. Look, I understand that perspective, but there's actually like one real candidate in here yes. that like I hate having to see him sit there and pretend that like he has anything to do with those motherfuckers on there. Like, uh, like does that little twerp. Pete, Mayor Pete, I Pete. hate his guts so much. He, <laughs> he is so annoying. He's so annoying, especially when he was talking about the real issue of Medicare for all. He's he's now right. he's saying that well, it's Medicare for everyone who wants it, for all who want it. Yeah, I'm like, no, that's not what Medicare for all is. You're just you're already watering down the thing we need before the first during the primary. primary. Yeah. The, no, no, not even during the primary. Before the first, before three any votes are cast, yeah. Before the first primary, well, and also with Buttigieg, like, when now. he thought it was more politically advantageous to like be pro Medicare for all, he was like very, you know, he would at least say that he was very pro Medicare for all. Like as of like last year, 
Twitter, he like did a big Twitter post being like, yes, I stand with Medicare for all. He posted some picture of like a receipt someone had written Medicare for all on. And he's like, I'm getting right on that or something like that. So Mayor Pete is actually like sort of the most obnoxious, like, you know, Joe Biden, you know, in 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 his, you know, full sort of terribleness, at, at the very least, doesn't waver in being awful and terrible. Like, like uh, uh, Mayor Pete is like, it's a, it's it's shameful to me that there's this young, you know, mayor who's just like, you know, now exists uh, uh, solely for the purpose of like wealthy donors. I think Biden is a real person. Um, I think he he's a dick. And he yeah. he's he sucks, but you get the sense that he's like there's there's an authentic soul there. Yeah, yeah. Mayor <laughs> yeah. Pete was manufactured in a think tank. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. unleashed upon us as like this this robot. I I just don't understand. The so they they at all. they had they had I think uh, uh they had a bunch of sort of like uh, um incubation chambers in the basement at the Center for American Progress yes. uh, <laughs> where there was a years long project that was done to create a white Obama and so that's where <laughs> Beto came from that's where uh, uh that's where fucking Ossoff came from and that's where Mayor Pete came yes. from like they're all kind of like you know uh, uh Beto and Ossoff are sort of the more lanky batch and Who's then Ossoff? you know. John Ossoff, who ran in Georgia, oh, it's like okay. he was like the first post-Trump, like everyone in the resistance, like donated money to this like Georgia candidate. And he ended up losing. But he's from the same. If you ever if you ever go back and watch John Ossoff's concession yeah, speech, the way he try to tell talks. me yeah. he is like doing an Obama impression in that speech. Uh, uh, and so, too, are Beto and uh, uh, and Mayor Pete. I think, all I think Beto a, a was a failed, uh, failed iteration. Who was yes, unleashed on the world just as you know a, a near attendant sick joke, and then and then <laughs> Pete Buttigieg is the perfection of the formula. Yes. Yeah, yes. you're basically saying this is the Les Effants Terribles project. Yes, um, by CPAC. Yes, there's, um, uh, there's, there's, of course, uh, uh, and I'm sorry, Jaya, if you, if you, if you're not going to follow this, there's Joe Biden, who is, uh, uh, who's you know, big boss, big of boss, course, big and boss. then there's. Yeah, I have uh, no idea uh, what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll catch, we'll catch anyway, you. Up, no, don't worry about it. No, no, uh, no but, Mal- but let's keep, let's keep, let's I'll keep, keep going. On okay, this so it's very important. So it is tough to say. It's hard for me to say who's solid snake, but I. I guess Solid Snake is probably Pete Buttigieg in this uh uh man. Uh uh I guess John Ossoff God, it just gets too hard. Who's solidest? I would I think definitely I think, you know, I th- it depends on how this all shakes out, right? Because I, I'm thinking actually that um Beto's gonna be liquid. Um if Pete is Pete is solid, I if you Beto have to... is liquid yeah. and then solid does is all self because he probably has the most potential to actually get into power between gotcha. the both of them. He didn't blow his load too early in like these two dipshits, right? I like think Ossoff's he... running again too, so we'll we'll see Ossoff. Ossoff's out there in the yeah. uh, in the shadows like Solidus. Oh, God. Yeah, he yeah he's going to keep coming uh, for the crown. I'm just pretending uh, like yeah. I know I'm what like y'all the... talking about. I, I have no clue. <laughs> Look, it's, oh, it's well, see, there's a series solid. of video it's... games you need to play. Yeah. About forty hours worth. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you're down thirty uh, to fifty hours. Um, yeah. It's Metal Gear Solid. Oh, okay. It predicted yeah. everything that's happening right now. It's yeah. very important. You should. If yeah. you're going to it is go a major around calling yourself a journalist, <laughs> if you're going around calling yourself a journalist online, you should probably be a little bit familiar with Metal Gear Solid. You're right. <laughs> yeah, my fault. My yeah, fault. My enough. bad. 
Um, but yeah, I, I gotta tell you, I didn't watch this particular debate. I just caught the highlights because, um, I mean, the, the, like, they have gotten worse than they've ever been, these presidential debates. Like, you know, as, uh, uh, cable news and as television news is in, like, its last gasp of relevancy and, like, you know, the, you know, at this point, like, very little actually happens on TV news. They've gotten, like, so much more ridiculous, uh, to the point where I, like, I just can't do it. I don't think anyone, I don't think anyone who, like, votes watches these stupid fucking debates. No, only, only a few people, like, ever watch them, and clearly, uh, they don't care who wins or loses yeah. based on uh, the result of the last election. But I do, there is, is some, what this, what the debates are supposed to prove, right? Or at least show is that how the candidates perform under pressure, defending their ideas and policies right. against questioners, um, from journalism, from the media, from the audience, uh, perhaps, and against, you know, each other, like making arguments with each other. On that note, I don't know how anybody could have watched Elizabeth Warren try and fail, fail utter, utterly to defend Medicare for all. I don't know how anyone could watch that and think that she actually is a Medicare for all candidate. She couldn't even do the simplest thing of saying, actually, you're going to pay less. Yeah, your taxes right. will go up, but you'll be paying less because you won't be paying it's premiums. She doesn't want to say your taxes will go up. Yeah, that yeah, she doesn't want to have that quote or whatever. Yeah. But like, you know, that kind of is like, you know, to not to not being to not be willing to acknowledge that. And, and also, by the way, even the fact that you're not willing to tackle that now makes me feel like, you know, you're not really committed to this thing yeah, and you are going to uh, 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 sell it out in the end. And I, I do agree with that. I kind of don't think she's like really in for the long haul with uh, uh, Medicare for all. Uh, um <laughs> <laughs> Kate's here. Sorry, Kate came to grab her laptop. Hey, Kate. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I do think it, one of the things I saw that was uh, uh, pretty annoying about this particular subject is that like Bernie did get in a pretty good quote about how we're going to pay oh, for yeah. it, you know, and this has been misattributed to Elizabeth Warren oh, in a number of publications. Like, I think I saw in like the New York Times roundup, it was like, how are we going to pay for it by, you know, uh, uh, we're going to raise taxes on people and some people will pay more, but, you know, uh, uh, you'll end up paying less overall. It, it, and it was it wasn't even. To it was yeah it wasn't even that it was the actually the quote where which sorry there's always is very good at doing where he dismantles the question he doesn't accept the premise he says it is ridiculous to keep asking about taxes mm -hmm. when the costs are the thing that matters yeah. right. the, the thing that nobody should have to say right now but sanders is the only one who's saying it and warren didn't say it didn't say it and all these newspapers gave her credit for it anyway yeah. I don't know. I, I just don't know, like, how more Sanders fans just aren't completely out of their mind. People say, like, Bernie Sanders fans are, like, mean online. They should be so much meaner. Uh, they should be so much worse. I oh, wow. Okay. I would, no, I mean, they should be. I mean, I, I feel much meaner. Oh, I, I, me too. They should, I, I feel They feel angry. Sense, but his, his best moment from the debate being attributed to another candidate oh, yeah. is completely like absurd and something that no other candidate uh, fans have, have to deal it's with. It's completely insane. But at the same time, uh, I think there needs to be some sort of message discipline being imposed from the top. I think Bernie needs to be telling or, 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 or some, one of his shock troops needs to be telling candidates how, or, or, or fans how to react when someone acts like a dick on the internet to you because we're not, it's unfair that we have to hold our tongues and act like civilized people 
when these assholes are ignoring the best candidate in the race. But mm -hmm. I strongly feel that um, the way we react doesn't do us any favors. And it's not fair, but I, mean, I don't know. You, do you guys agree or... I mean, look, it's tough because I, I, I actually like it's tough for me because I'm like, I, I, I don't like to shut down, you know, when people like have a lot of energy around something regard regarding politics. And so, like, it's tough for me to sort of be like, it, it's like it's also how can there be someone from the very top sort of saying, like, let's quash all this energy? You know what I mean? And it's like outside of like, you know, holding like seminars or something like that, I, I ultimately think that these battles happening online are, you know, mostly about like sort of shifting the like overall, you know, national feeling about something. And so in that sense, I think that you may be right that like, you know, the the media figures who get uh, uh, who catch a bunch of shit and then get upset and go on TV, that's ultimately like creates a bad narrative, but I don't really see any, you know, way to do to to to, you know, to to tell people to cool it without saying like stop being passionate about politics, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, I I just I just don't think online matters at all. Yeah. and even like the I people hope so. who, yeah, I don't <laughs> like. I mean, it, obviously, it doesn't. If if be if having nasty fans um hurt uh, hurts you, then how is Donald Trump like president? Right? Like, right. it 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 just doesn't make. It just has nothing to do with it. the only people. Who, the only people who really get like upset about it or anything are like journalists who get dragged, but they're always going to be upset for getting dragged and they're always going to deserve to be dragged because they're always going to pull right. bullshit, like misattributing yeah. quotes because they are ultimately like against us, against the people, against anything that's critical of capital or capitalism. So like, they like the work for fucking corporate media companies and they yeah, like so designed their entire life toward like believing in this thing, quote. which is a falsehood. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah so it's, it's, it's inevitable, inevitable that these battles are going to happen and that the, it's inevitable that however they happen, they will be exaggerated. We see example right. example of this. Somebody will say, oh, Bernie bros are flooding my mentions. And then you look at their no. mentions and it's like somebody like wagging and like sending like a gif of them, like a fail gif at them. Yeah. And that's like right. the yeah. harshest thing. No, I mean, thing. And, so, and there's, a, there's an element of anything you say will be twisted. So just say whatever the fuck you want and just ignore, you know, because, and I, I totally agree with that. At the same time, I worry that um, we need to be a little bit more. Uh, we need to expect this. You know, ex sure. you know, I agree with that. And, and just and 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 it's like it's like Amber Frost says on Chapo, we need to toughen the fuck up. Yeah, because it's going to get I a lot worse. I agree with that. It's going to get a lot worse. It's going to keep getting bad. But I, I ultimately do agree with Leslie that this is like a, a problem that is mostly faced by like people that work in media. And so I think it gets like massively overinflated as this like massive problem because the people who like write stories about politics have it happen to them. Yeah, you know what I mean? True. And so it's like, I don't think again, like, like Leslie said, like, how 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 could Trump won if it's like about how nasty your fans are online or whatever? That's true. Like, That's in true. some ways, I'm like Trump won because his fans are nasty <laughs> online. You know what no, I mean? It's true. like it's like in the end, in the end, what we're talking about here is like politics that can like transform people's lives in like a very real way. And so I kind of don't 
like give a fuck if like Mimi Roca had a tough time in her notifications for like two days. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And had to go private on the fucking website for two days or something like that. So basically what Jack and I believe what Jack and I are saying is all Bernie Sanders supporters should go online right now and say that all pundits should be drowned. I'm saying we should uh, say if, if, if I'm hearing you right. Yeah, guys, everybody, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, of course, of course. I think we've come to a consensus. <laughs> And then, and then uh, the Bernie Bros will be banned because pundits are a protected class under Twitter. Pundits are a protected yes. class. I mean, look, have you have you heard some of the anti-pundit racial phrases like Fredo that get used oh, out there? Yeah. These are anti-pundit racial terms, uh, specifically for pundits. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. I I guess I ultimately feel like some of the like, you know, we are being targeted online comes from the same kind of like we're heroes for reporting on Trump thing, Mm. which is this kind of like self-obsession that people in like mainstream media have about how heroic they are for doing their duty and making fucking six figures a year to go on TV (laughs) and do a fucking recap show about Trump. Yeah, Yeah. but it's not only the the pundits that are saying that. I mean, I'm so irritated by the number of people I know just in my daily life who are who are yeah. liberal to the core usually women who might spend yeah. all their time in like five years ago might have spent all their time in the Jezebel comment section you know right. that class of woman who lives in in a blue state who you know they they just no a lot of my like i talk about this with my wife like a lot of her friends just like hate bernie they, they hate have this bernie. kind of like they have this like anti bernie thing and they kind of can't put their finger on it and i swear to god that has nothing to do with people talking to each other online. No, it doesn't. For my money, for my money, this has to do with that these people, at least, and I work in Hollywood or whatever, so it's like slightly different, but I'm like, I swear that it's because these people like admire people who hate Bernie because they make a, because they are people who make a lot of money and would be adversely affected by his policies. Uh, and then also a lot of like sort of residual feelings, uh, from like the plays that the Clinton campaign run and ran in 2016 to try to smear Bernie as like sexist and all this kind of shit like the correct the record bullshit like still does have an effect on a lot of people and that like has just become a tapestry of their reality at this point so i'm like you know at this point like you know we got to win this election so i just don't know like uh uh, i don't know like well you're not gonna win those people and they're you're gonna have to make the argument with them you know to go blue no matter who just the same way that they would have to make you know with us you know what i mean you don't have to worry about because they will go blue no matter who right exactly they don't have the backbone to do anything else or vote third party so we actually don't have to worry about them except you know maybe well we have to worry about winning the damn election first the primary oh the primary that is but we're going we're going to win we already have predicted this uh, oh really yes because the joker movie is doing gangbusters that's a take we did is blockbusters and bernie's gonna win bernie sanders is guaranteed to win so i'm actually (laughs) going to the bernie rally on saturday i am like shivering with excitement i'm so excited It's fun. It's fun. I went to one of the ones up in Pasadena out here and it's like, I've been to, you know, when I worked, uh, I, I used to work at the Kimmel show and I like went to fucking Trump rallies. I got sent to Trump rallies to go cover these things. And, you know, and I also went to Democrat rallies and everything like that. And I will say that you go to these Bernie rallies and people are excited to be there and they are, you know, and there's a real like energy to it. And it's like fun to be around. I would say in, you know, these Trump rallies, people like, are having a fucking blast. Like, there is a real energy to these things. There's, like, a NASCAR or live sports event kind of energy to these kind of things that you get 
from Trump rallies. And then, you know, you get some of that energy at Bernie rallies. And I think that's positive, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, I, I, I don't see anything wrong with that. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. I am not not in favor of populism. I just, you know, like populist energy is is the best thing in the entire world. If you well, yes, you do want to do correctly. stuff that the people want. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. if you're not like using it, if you're not wielding it to like actively uh, uh, to like you know do things that are against people's best interests. If, you know what I mean? Like the thing with Trump and the thing with Bernie in the 2016 election is that they both Bernie and Trump both uh, uh, saw the same, or at least Trump was like advised on this. They recognized the problems in America, and Bernie went out there and said, "Here's how to solve those problems," and Trump went out there and and gave the wrong solutions to those problems. He like diagnosed the problems and then said the cause of this is immigrants. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, Bernie went out there and said, "Here's all these problems. The cause of this is you know because the one percent is stockpiling wealth and like you know they're uh, uh, they're it's basically them against us." The Hillary campaign went out there and said, "There are no problems." Yeah. These problems that Trump is saying are problems are not problems. These problems don't exist. Uh, uh, and so I guess I to that populism, it's like I think Trump very specifically did populism to fuck people over. <laughs> um, well, you mentioned Hillary Clinton. We'll get back to that rally happening uh, in a second. But Hillary Clinton um, had some commentary on the debates that I just pulled up. This is yeah. on the Daily Beast. And I thought it was you know quite uh, interesting. She uh, did this on a podcast. You know, uh, yeah. Hillary Clinton, you know, is on the podcast Campaign HQ with David with David David Plouf. Yeah, one of the one of the one of the many Obama alums who started podcasts. Yes, I, yeah. I think near every single one of them uh, went on to start podcasts after working in the White House. Yeah, um, David Plouf, uh, <laughs> not of he he could be a pod damn guy. Yeah, but, um, isn't he? He's, uh, he pod save no, no he's actually probably pretty fucking pissed off about not being a pod yeah. save guy if yeah. i had yeah. to imagine <laughs> the internal obama guy politics i think he's probably upset about he's that he's probably losing out on income because of that <laughs> truly yeah. yeah for real yeah, yeah he um ha- he's written a couple of books uh the audacity to win a citizen's <sighs> guide to be than trump how we Democrats can win by leading America to a better future in 2010 and beyond. That's yeah. the full, that's the title of the book. Uh-huh. Um, How'd that the, work out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish all these up- gremlins would just go back to 2008 and leave us the rest alone. If there was a time machine, I know, I know, to just trap them into send all of the fucking centrists back where they're happy. I know. Well, you know, they they all went into media. Even Obama himself went into media. I actually Rob think we go back to 2008 and just have them all start working in television development at that time and not go into politics. Like, because you didn't need to do these eight years in the White House, like not accomplishing very much to get to be a fucking TV executive, which Obama is now. He's a TV. Oh, Netflix. He's running. He's running a higher ground productions, wow. and he is a, a fucking. I mean, like I know that they're like he has the big Netflix deal or whatever. I'm like, that's a production company. He's running a production company with Michelle Obama. That's like his big sort of you know uh, uh you know uh, um uh, you know Carter went to build houses. Obama went to build Netflix. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so back to this podcast with David. Proof. Yeah. 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 Um. This is a quote from former Secretary of State, former Senator, someone who actually wanted to be President of the United States of America and thought she was going to be up until like that that night in two thousand yeah. November two thousand sixteen. I'll, I'll just read this quote. Um, 
I'm not making any predictions, but I think they've got their eye, and they is um, Russia in this. The case. Russians. The Russians. This is in response <laughs> to the debate, but I think they've got their eye on someone who's currently in the Democratic primary, and they're grooming her to be the third party candidate. Mm. She's the favorite of the Russians. Of course, she's <laughs> talking about uh, Tulsi Gabbard. Gabbard. I know. All right. Um, they have a bunch of sites and bots and other ways of supporting her so far. She added, that's assuming Jill Stein will give it up. Oh, my God. Which she might not because yeah, she's also a Russian asset. <laughs> Former Secretary of State saying Jill yeah. Stein is a Russian asset. I think I, I think uh, everyone has lost their goddamn mind. <laughs> yeah. Again, if, if we she wasn't clear about that. Yeah, she's a Russian asset. I mean, totally. They know they can't win without a third party candidate. So I don't know who it's going to be, but I will guarantee you they will have a vigorous third party challenge in the key states that mm. they most need it. Yeah. You know, you can also show up to Wisconsin. Yeah. Too. Yeah. That option yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sorry. Going, there, going to Michigan option. would be a Russian plot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is in these key states. They're gonna they're gonna put up their you know uh, Russian plant third party candidate, and also uh, the Democrats will not campaign in those yes. states, and that's how they do that's it. How, yeah. That's how they fucking do it. Just uh, it just disgusts me on such a level that yeah. this is the person who is supposed to be ruling the world, a serious right person, now. Yeah. serious person, serious candidate, and people mock like Jill Stein and say, "Oh, she's in the woo woo and crystals and stuff." But this is a uh, goofier than yeah. anything Jill Stein has ever said in yeah. her entire life. Straight up nuts. <laughs> yeah, it, it is also like I'm like so Hillary just is. She's like a. She's like a Twitter wine mom. Like she is one of these. Well, like, Jack, it, it makes sense Jack, that they, Jack, I know that's a sexist term now. I'm sorry. I should say uh, uh, vodka an, spritzer uh, mom. <laughs> vodka spritzer. The wine part is the offensive I, part. Yeah, I don't yes. Know. <laughs> <laughs> it's the drink that you're assigning to the mothers of America. That's yeah, the problem. I, yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't she's, know. Uh, she's uh, exactly like all of the suburban moms I know who who are just like. Comrade or Moscow Mitch, you know, that's their whole thing. And Moscow Mitch and, and, and fucking and Trump are making out. And guess what? Putin's the third the third wheel. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well now now it's gonna be uh Tulsi now, apparently is gonna be yeah. uh Russian at I mean this is the fucked up like it's fucked up for Hillary Clinton to not be in the campaign, to just be promoting some stupid fucking book she wrote with Chelsea and be out there like actually spreading conspiracy theories like she's actually out there like spreading conspiracy theories about fucking i mean i think it just and tulsi it's just a take i have but i think it just proves that you know these people have no real ideas they have no real (laughs) they have no real anything uh you know when, when push comes to shove they they spread shit like 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 conspiracy theories. I mean, they've they've got yeah. no substance. The only ones with substance are my man Bernie Goddamn Sanders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it is true. It's like you you know, no one is talking about le- legitimately anything. Like you look at all the other candidates, and like you know, Liz Warren has got infinite plans, but the one she doesn't have a plan for is actually like you know doing Medicare for all. Like the big Kamala one, Kamala Harris the big is one. out there. Kamala Harris is out there trying to get fucking Trump banned from Twitter. Yeah. Like Pete Pete Buddha is just like did you see grandma like you won't lose your uh you won't lose your insurance like he's just like uh uh the very the very talented young man in class or something uh, there's nothing president. 
Yes, there are no ideas happening in this uh, uh, primary outside of, you know, Bernie Sanders, really. And because he is the guy with the ideas, he got, you know, some pretty big endorsements during this debate. You may not have heard this from the mainstream media since they all of a sudden decide to stop caring about what the squad does. Alexander Ocasio-Cortez, <laughs> uh, Rashida uh, Tlaib, and well, they, Il- they made Ilhan a new squad. Omar. And we don't, we don't speak Tr- about Ayanna Presley anymore. No, no, <laughs> different, different, no, not, uh, squad light, I suppose. Squad, squad light. light, but they all endorse. No, but remember, Leslie, uh, before before we even get into it, but like they like were trying to push a new round of like intelligence people yeah, as like the ass. new squad, the like ba- the they new. Come- they're like it's the new women who like pushed impeachment. They came out from the CIA and they're the new squad. It, nobody knows their fucking name. Yeah, nobody. Not a person on the it, planet. They tried to make it happen so bad, and the reason it's and so it's, funny. It, and the little promo video that they did in Kentucky for CNN. Like the whole point of it was that. Hey, actually, they were totally against impeachment until just now, and they changed their minds. Hell and yeah. that's supposed to be the thing that makes them badass. That's bad so badass. They're so blatant. I know. <laughs> CNN putting together like a video of all these women like walking in slow motion and shit. I'm like, good God. Like, and too much. They're like the Simpsons, you know, alien um, candidates that are, that are like, Twirling, twirling for freedom, except the female oh, version. Yeah, Kang and Kodos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I was going to say, uh, uh, you know, Leslie, they did mention it very briefly on mainstream media. If you watch the clip from after the debate on CNN, Jake Tapper announces that Bernie oh, yeah. got these endorsements in the tone that he would announce a mass shooting. <laughs> yeah. He is so <laughs> distraught over this. And then, of course, John King goes on to say that, you know, uh, it might not help. It, they might be too urban or something. He says yeah. they're too urban he, he of thinks, endorsements. He he gets around to it like he basically he he puts it in like a centrist like you know sandwich so that you can't tell the racism is uh, at the center of it. But he basically yeah. says, you know, people think that the Democrats sometimes are a little bit too focused on not these Midwestern things and more about the urban and the coastal elite. And Which, yeah, by the yeah, way, of course, Talib and Omar are from like the middle of the fucking country. Yeah. That's who they represent. A, a number of things about that, aside from the sort of like weird coded racism and saying that it's too urban of endorsements or something like that. Isn't this the whole argument for why we couldn't fucking nominate Sanders before is that he only appealed to people in the Midwest and could never appeal to like people of color or whatever? Aren't these two arguments now combined? Don't they combine into making him the only candidate who's who works? Yeah. You know, what I mean? it's almost like they're, they're disingenuous in their argumentation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he Sanders got these three big endorsements. That's why they're having the big rally. AOC is going to come home. And I just want to shout out to all the people who were like trashing uh, AOC months ahead of this, calling her a traitor and worse because she hadn't endorsed Sanders yet. It's she three... retweeted Elizabeth Warren one time well, and everybody it, lost their fucking minds it, over it. Y'all need to log off. Y'all yeah, need to bit. log off. Like it's three months before the first votes. I'm actually surprised they didn't wait until like the week before the new york primary right like that's kind of how it was happening uh last time but she actually reached out to sanders after he had after he had his heart attack unlike a lot of y'all weak knee motherfuckers i have to say (laughs) a lot of y'all was trying to sell your boy out because he had a little had a little bit of heart attack all right small heart attack small tiny little heart attack and y'all were like oh sanders is done Uh, we have to get behind Uh, 
AOC yeah. though called him up and said, "I was in go- I'm going to endorse you, Daddy Bernie. Vote for Daddy <laughs> Bernie." Bitch. And that's that is how you do it. That is how you do it. I, I, yeah. Oh, you know what would be awesome? I'm going to call it now. At the rally I'm going to go to on Saturday, if Cardi came out, that oh, would wow. be nuts. That would be nuts. I know. Wouldn't it be funny? Wouldn't it be funny? Wouldn't it be funny after all this if he was like, "And here's the big guest." Cardi B (laughs) AOC was never there (laughs) and we also have an endorsement from AOC but Cardi B everybody (laughs) well Susan Sarandon is confirmed uh, oh wow it's gonna be a big rally the Bernie's back the Bernie's back rally that's gonna be exciting every single person I know is going to it wow everyone I know that is awesome that's awesome that's good you love to see it uh, although it does, I don't want him to get too many of these celebrity t- style endorsement because yeah. I would hate. You don't want you don't want the fucking sensual pantsuit anthem for Bernie. No, you, you definitely don't want the acapella fight song. Like at most, <laughs> ten celebrities are allowed yeah. to like Bernie Sanders, and you know only what? like one of them can sing. Like all, Jaya, of them- you were you were saying we need someone in messaging to like sort of like tighten things up in the online front. I think they need someone to be very very cautious about. Uh, which celebrities they allow to make videos for yeah. them. That's what I think yeah. is the most important. They need to be very, very serious about which white psych celebrity videos they're going to do for Bernie. Uh, and maybe choose to do zero of them is what I would say. I mean, who else is there? Who else is there? Rosaria Dawson, she's dating Cory uh, Booker now. So yeah, which, you know, I know, a little, I know a little tale about Rosario and you have and, to come to the struggle Booker. session live shows to get the Yeah, you have to tell, hear oh, it on the live show. I'll, okay, tell, I'll well, tell you well, after the I'll, record. I'll, I'll, I'd love to hear after. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, who else? Like, you know, a lot of the celebrities are like Pete Buttigieg people. He like started getting a bunch of fundraising. Kamala was very popular with the like Warren, Hollywood man. people. Warren is the yeah is like the big pick right now. But yeah, they were they were not super on board with Warren from the beginning. All the no. sort of celebrity no liberals, they're like getting on board now because they're like, well, Biden's going to immolate, and everyone else is at like three percent. So like, yeah. uh, I don't know. Uh, who would be the celebrity nomination for Joe Biden? Who who would who would endorse Joe Biden? Alyssa Alyssa Milano is like our oh, yeah, from from, from, from day yeah. one was like a big like I'm supporting Biden or whatever because all these celebrities it's all just about like who is who has their email address and like who sends yeah. them the most like nice and sort of like effusive email or whatever and so like Joe that Biden me, just yeah. has Alyssa's email you know. <laughs> Celebrities are dog shit stupid. Well, like I used to work for Kimmel and like there was one time he told us he's like like Joe Biden took me and my wife out for dinner last night. I was like that sucks. <laughs> like I think like that's how like they get all these endorsements is they like personally go out and like uh, that's also why celebrities and rich people have like a different interpretation of politics than us is because they go to these like closed door things and they hear about these closed door things and so it's like they're voting and supporting like a person who's telling them different shit than they're saying on like uh, uh, on the world stage, and also a lot of that stuff, and also it's not necessarily they're being told better shit in these closed door meetings. Uh, they might just be being told that they're going after Russia more or something like that. But, but it, 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 that does bring me back, you know, because we mentioned earlier about like going back to 2008. Remember when it was like a mini scandal that Scarlett Johansson was emailing Obama, and now <laughs> like every single celebrity is in constant contact with these politicians. Like yeah. people thought like Scarlett Johansson and Barack Obama were fucking. Like that was the only reason that yeah, he Obama could pos- doesn't fuck. I mean, that, come on. that they could possibly be emailing <laughs> one another. And now we find out that it's actually something a lot 
more fucking boring than that. He was probably yeah. trying yeah. to get her to do like an acapella rendition well, this, of a song the fucking, for the DNC or something the, like that. The, the fact that they think that Between Two Ferns saved Obamacare is like the new original sin for Democrat politics. Because now they, they think that's like the only way to run for office is to like get a bunch of fucking comedy videos made by celebrities and shit like that. Like, I don't believe that Between Two Ferns saved Obamacare. I think that them fixing the website saved Obamacare is what happened. Well, the and thing like, is, the- it's, it's not saved, isn't it? Just like, yeah, right. we wore it thing. down and collapsing and we need to desperately do something else. The only thing that the only thing that saved Obamacare, if, if Obamacare was saved, was the expansion of goddamn Medicaid. Right. Yeah. yeah. I do think, though, that I'm like, they look at the fucking Between Two Ferns and they're like, everybody signed up after we did Between Two Ferns. And I'm like, yeah, but you like... That's also the occasion when the website started working properly. So a bunch of people signed up yeah. like when it was working. <laughs> yeah, celebrities have a have a savior complex. And yeah. it's really fucking annoying because we'd all be better off if they just left us alone. I also think that an an un you know addressed element of this sort of celebrity involvement in politics thing is that politicians like to hang out with celebrities too it's like cool for them to get to meet a celebrity is like a big element of it and so i think that they like overvalue how much this celebrity endorsement shit works because like they're like oh it'd be cool to meet fucking meryl streep that'd be cool but see that's why we need to like bernie sanders all the celebrities he, he knows are dead already, all right? That's yeah. why we need to elect the old-ass guy. He has no idea what Killer Mike does in his day-to-day life. I guarantee <laughs> you, he has never once listened to Run the Jewels. He just knows, he just knows, he's just Mike. He's just Mike to him, all right? He's not, yeah. he doesn't have stars in his eyes for any of these famous uh, dipshits. We, we, can, we can be certain that uh, a Bernie presidency will not uh, uh, lead to, you know, I mean, it will lead to less annoying tweets by Deborah Messing, I think, and we won't have her jumping on board quite so much, and, you know, I think that's a good thing, you know? All right, folks, that was Struggle Session. Oh, wow. Wait, Jaya, uh, where can people find you once you're no longer suspended? <laughs> uh, they can find me at at shut up, J-A-Y-A, uh, at shut up, Jaya. Because um, I don't know why I picked that handle. I thought it was funny at the time, but it's backfired in a big way because now everyone just tells me to read my handle. <laughs> wow. And yeah, I I will post you know any articles I have coming out um, up there, so you can. Can you give us a tip with anything you you're working on? Uh, right now, oh yeah, I'm working on a big piece for the Nation right now on uh, John Brown gun clubs and um, uh, the. The arming of the left, plea, uh, early 2020. Oh, that's very timely because one, John Brown movie uh, coming out. Uh, oh. Two, yeah, two, um, the El Chapo gang was just able to take up arms and get El Chapo's son out of prison. Yeah. Um, and so, it's a like, different El Chapo game, the actual El Chapo. The actual gang. El Chapo <laughs> gang. Um, not Felix Peterman and, and. Not those guys. Not those guys. But. but, you know, that is an example of the people taking up arms uh, against, you know, I guess you could call it oppression. <laughs> That's, I guess, yeah. They won't let us do crimes anymore, man. <laughs> well, they are. They're oppressing their. Yeah, they're oppressing their ability to do the crimes. Yeah, which is oppression. Yeah. Um, and I will say that my story, the crux of my story, is about um, folks defending themselves against proud boys and and you know unite the right types, not the state. So you know it, the FBI that's listening to me all the time. 
<laughs> we're not we're not going after this is not a story about uh anyone trying to foster armed revolution against the state yeah. this is absolutely about, not yeah we would never <laughs> advocate violent revolution that. of course not no 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 that, that's a between the lines type of reading <laughs> <laughs> all right folks uh, have a good one thank yeah, you see ya Like what you hear? Want to hear more? Check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or struggle session.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong.